What's going on, everyone, and welcome to Spiral Out Podcast, the podcast where we talk about music and movies, merch and memorabilia, artists and art collections, and the collectors. I think I got that right. And we also talk about tool and tool-related subjects, the tool universe. I think I'm going to start calling it the Tooliverse. Tooliverse. I like it. It's going to catch on. So today is a huge landmark episode. We have our first poster artist, Alex Kuno. He did the February 2nd, 2022 poster for San Antonio. This guy is awesome. He was super cool. He took a chance on the podcast before it was even a podcast, came on the show and, and did an amazing job. I will be forever grateful. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Alex Kuno. Stay tuned for after the episode for some updates and a little bit of news. I'm going to start doing that. Spiral out. Angel from the sideline again. Waiting for Alex Kuno to answer the phone. Alex on the sideline again. Wondering when this ringing will end. Oh, hey. Alex Kuno, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm extremely excited. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. And and the congratulations is partly you because you said yes. Oh, well, well there you go. Uh, what made you start to like want to do this? Well, you're turning it around on me quickly. This is supposed to be oh, about sorry. you. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, no worries. I've been a Tool fan for a very long time, uh, yeah. in late 90s or so. A lot of my friends were into it. I never joined like the online community, I guess. Mm-hmm. I previously had a podcast that was based around mental health and human services oh Oh, okay cool i went to a tool show in san diego in january and met a really cool guy who was like connected to these groups and he kind of showed me what was going on showed me the prints started explaining all the different artists and i had a few i just didn't realize how in-depth it was right and um it just hooked me and i'm the type of guy where when something hooks me and it doesn't happen often i go full in Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it seems like you would kind of have to in that community i would imagine that if you're uh like already interested i I can totally see how that would have a way of like just absolutely sucking you in yeah so it's cool that you like are this like new into it yeah i'm pretty new and i kind of did the same thing with my other podcast because i wasn't you know, I have my own mental health stuff and whatnot, but I more wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I guess this is how I do it. I get people to start talking. Yeah, no, that, no, that's fantastic. Th- you know, thank you for asking. Well, sure. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's all. It's always uh, really interesting to learn more about the people in this community because I was it totally shocked me that this thing even existed at all. Everybody has like their own really particular, really personal story about. Sure. You know, what drew them into the groups and what, the, what got them involved specifically in collecting this specific thing. It's It's been really fascinating. It's it's very niche, but it's huge. Everybody's really interested on the poster process, how they mm-hmm. get chosen, why that print, 
you know, how many prints do you get? Well, well, yeah, I can talk about how I got involved in it. Uh, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been full-time artist for maybe about 15 years, just kind of doing my own oil paintings and watercolors and occasional like freelance, some album cover work, little things like that, some illustration projects. I think like just over the years, I've gotten some like kind of a big uh, Instagram following. And then I saw that the guitarist, Adam, uh, Jones, he started following me on Instagram and then he's bought some of my paintings here and there over the years. And then before they went on tour, he just DM'd me and asked me to do a poster for him or for the band. And I was like, oh, wow, that's really, really cool. You know, maybe I'll get to see my poster every once in a while if they come through Minneapolis or something. That's kind of what I thought. And I jumped at it. Everybody, like from the label who I contacted or who I was in contact with, they were all very cool. And it was a really smooth, easy process. I sent them the image by the deadline and then I immediately forgot about it because <laughs> <And laughs> I was just focused on my own deadlines. When they said it's like part of the payment, we'll be able to send you some t shirts and some posters that you can do with whatever you want. And I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's a nice little perk. Like maybe when I have a show, like maybe one day I'll post uh, my studio for like local art crawls and open studio events like yeah. twice a year. And so I thought, well, you know, that'll be nice. I'll have some extra prints to show. You know, I, no. have, I thought zero. <laughs> you have no right, idea. Exactly. <laughs> zero idea. I had no concept. Hey, they, gave, they threw 24 shirts at me and some posters or 50 posters. Oh, yeah. So that's and you know one of these days you know I might be able to sell them for fifty bucks a piece or something that'll be nice and yeah. then <laughs> and then that's when I was like okay all right they I were actually it. really yeah yeah they were that that that's a lot <laughs> yeah right, um, I'm gonna ask uh, this, what any of it was like I'm gonna ask this quick question real quick so yeah. when the poster was released like how how crazy did your DMs get. What, did it just explode? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that that was another thing too. It was because, uh, yeah. So I my deadline for the poster was November first. I put it in immediately, put it out of my mind, and then I'm just kind of a casual listener to Tool, and so I haven't really followed their career that much. And I had heard other people talking about how they were coming to Minneapolis in uh, March, and so I thought, oh, okay, well maybe. Uh, the poster will be for that show. That's what I assumed. But I didn't know that it had shown up in February in San Antonio for their show. And so then I like kind of got up and then I was, you know, working on some projects and running some errands. And then I checked my phone <laughs> and then it was like, oh, why do I have 500 followers? <laughs> uh, one of the tool collectors who is at the San Antonio show showed me a photo of the poster. That's when I got talking to her and then kind of the weight of this <laughs> was revealed to me. And then it, it's been just nonstop since. It's pretty wild. Did you make this painting specifically for Tool or was it something that you had previously been working on? Yeah, I made it specifically for the poster. But my style and my content kind of changes periodically I'll get like kind of a wild hair up my ass about an idea that I want to focus on or a particular way of working uh, that I wanted to do and so I was into like this kind of melty flowering skin and anatomy and this kind of shifting 
medical anatomy illustration. I would kind of like merge that with other traditional uh, like botanical illustrations. And so I was just kind of like playing around with those ideas. I thought that this poster, it wasn't like specifically about tool necessarily. It was sort of about kind of like an ecstatic, like melodramatic emotion. So it's not like peeling decayed skin or it's like maybe like uh, more toward the idea of peeling off old skin and like sort of spontaneous transformation or spontaneous mutation or something like that. And I kind of thought, you know, you sort of have that really high intense emotion, like when you're like, like, like the favorite part of your song comes on, you know, like the drum fill or the, this particular sound a vocalist makes, something that just kind of like changes your whole environment. And so I was like focusing on that when I made the poster. I don't know if you saw, I, I asked you know, the groups, what their interpretation uh, of your print. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Of your print was. And I mean, uh, the the first thing that I saw, or the thing I saw the most, was they immediately associated it with a specific song called 46 and 2, which yeah. is about, well, I don't know specifically, I don't look up what songs are about, just me, people are going to hate on me for that, but um, <laughs> right. I like to have my own interpretation for things, but what that song is known for is you know shedding skin and you know kind of mm-hmm. your dna i guess adding you know adding a different yeah. chromosome and you becoming new and something different oh, and, i see okay and and feeling that you know feeling the emergence of the new in from inside and and I, yeah right yeah I've, I've i i saw that in those comments too and from some other people as well i i get a lot of comments uh, about my work of like being really uh dark or unnerving or creepy <laughs> and i see it like yeah that's true uh, yeah well yeah thank you I, I see i see that there is being like a lot of hope in it or a lot of opportunity for i completely healing agree. or yeah and so i was I, I had sold the original to some collectors of mine it was really moving when uh the wife of the of this collector duo that I was having, she was like, I'm going to put this in this yoga studio that I run. And she said, you know, I just see nothing but really positive, healing, healthy vibes from this. And I was like, well, thank God. <laughs> like, that, that's really nice. So you don't, just don't see like somebody ripping their own face off or something. Like you can see and feel like a little bit more nuanced. And what is the name of that print? Does it have, what is the name of the painting? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you know, I, I never, it's the one thing I never titled. Like, all my stuff is pretty narrative. There's always, like, some kind of a story with that. But I just made that just for that one abstract little emotion for this specific project. So I should have titled it. I never did. Can I title it? Yo, <laughs> please do. I, oh, now I feel on the spot. I would choose, um, hmm, I, I would call it Dolly for some reason. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, one of the uh, remarks that I did, or one of like the custom remarks uh, that I did, someone asked to like add like melting clocks to the figure, like Dolly. So that was kind of nice. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean the Salvador Dolly. I just meant D O L L Y. For some reason, it reminds me oh. of Dolly Parton. <laughs> it reminds me of Dolly Parton. I don't know why. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm like Jolene all over this thing. That's maybe that's what you should call it. <laughs> uh, well, well, that that's a new one. That's great. Um, the other uh, one, maybe I'll, I'll I'll do her next album. Right. <laughs> the other uh, interpretations that I I thought were really interesting was how people related this to food. I to, heard yeah, the, the painting. 
I heard ice cream a lot. Like it reminded them of ice oh. cream. <laughs> I heard butter. <laughs> Whoa. I heard candy. Uh, hmm. Ham was one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have, I might have seen that one. Uh, fish. Um, uh huh. Scales. Um, so I, 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 for some reason, I thought it was really interesting because I, again, I can. I can kind of see that as well. Is it weird to have yeah. people analyze your work in depthly? I I suppose it's weird from the perspective of like daily experiences, but like it's so rewarding when people like actually look at the work and then kind of like make up their own idea of what they think it is. Like I said, like my stuff is really narrative, uh, kind of how I've always seen my paintings as like being a still frame in like a movie or a book that doesn't really have a beginning or an end so the characters are always just they're either just meeting or they just met or they're about to do something to each other or they're <laughs> like you're kind of left to wonder how these scenes are sort of put together so when I would have shows or I would do these open studio events and then people would come up with like just these completely different interpretations or ideas of what the stories I was conveying. It's got to be wild. So that That's just so cool. And it's one of the things that sort of keeps me doing that uh, or just doing this work on top of the fact that I'm just not qualified to do anything else. <laughs> I feel you. I've been in kitchens my whole life. Yeah, right. <laughs> but at least, you know, you're doing something creative, right? This is well, good. That's going to uh, be great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Um, work is work, but, you know. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I think when I was a kid drawing in my room, that was sort of a way to, like, kind of hide from my parents who were always fighting and sort of a tumultuous home life. And so I would always, like, run to my room and draw, and that was sort of, like, the safe space. And then when I was in college and trying to decide what to focus on art-wise or, or just career-wise, I would think, what, was, what would give me that kind of feeling or what would give me, you know, what would give me that same feeling that I had as a kid? How do I translate that? And so then I kind of realized just sort of recently, I thought about those times and I was like, oh my God, I sit in a room in my house like hide away from the world and process the world through drawing and painting it's kind of how i see it and so when other people do see it and then kind of communicate with me about it it really feels like a valuable kind of connection for some reason i guess that's what they call midlife but you definitely take a second gander of like all right i've been feeling a certain way for a long time i remember when i yeah. was a kid it felt nice what can mm -hmm. I do to get some of that back? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's so much of what, I don't know how much I should get into it, but it's like, it's, that, that's kind of what I see so much of happening in like pop culture generally. Oh, for sure. This like uh, nostalgia industrial complex, <laughs> that's kind of what I call it. It's, no, you know, I, I it's, get, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, like there's so many fucking movies and TV shows of like going, hey, you guys, you remember this? You remember G.I. Joe? You remember comic books? Right. You remember Transformers and Star Wars? You remember all that? Here's Isn't a, that here's great a, when you didn't have any responsibilities and you didn't have to think about anything and everything was safe and right. fine? Oh, look at this familiar character you grew up with. Like that kind of stuff, yeah. We're going to put $200 million behind it as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. There's a gigantic industry about that. Like, it's overwhelming. And that feeling is like, moved into our politics and so much, like, just, just everything right now. And so there's something really kind of unnerving and really kind of troubling about that as like like 
like well made as those things are like you can't make something glitzier and more more sleek than like the whole marvel comics universe thing like you think about like just the army of artists and engineers and special effects people and producers and stuff who put that package together it's really amazing but it's kind of freaky how ever present that stuff is i think what i'm following and i and i can see it as well is it's almost almost like i kind of see it as um what's that soylent green where they're just like refeeding you old stuff to keep mm-hmm. it in line and and again i'm a huge movie buff and fan of comic yeah. books and and i love that stuff too but at the same time it's like where's the new pulp fiction where's the new stuff yeah where's the new the professional or you know you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I love Marvel oh, movies, but one one hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Where's the new cool shit? Like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, yeah. Spider Man, Batman. They're fucking badass. I'll watch it. Take my money. But I <laughs> yep. also want the new shit. The stuff I don't yeah. know about. Yeah, yeah. When your industry, like being a chef, it's like, yeah, McDonald's tastes really good. <laughs> it's like. That's scientifically designed to taste really good and it's designed to be found that can make you feel good but if that's all you eat if that's all there's available it's gonna fucking kill you and you may or may not have answered this question already but i'm gonna ask it anyways you have the miscreants of, of tiny town it's it's like yeah. your first series right Mm-hmm. and those characters kind of were evolving i was just yeah. curious if this tool painting that became a poster was maybe one of those characters evolved at a certain point, especially I, I because think, yeah. of shedding skin, or I mean, right. you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's there's definitely a connection there. That whole mystery into Tiny Town thing, I think, really did tie into how I was feeling about uh, nostalgia and connecting it to the real world. You know, it was I, I think like at that time, you know, ISIS was blowing up, or it was like during the war in Iraq and everything. Bush was saying that evildoers must be brought to justice and saying like these really childish, childlike, kind of oversimplifying statements about what was happening over there and what was going on. Also, that was around the time of like Star Wars prequels and Lord of the Rings was really popular. Yeah, it was about 2004, 2005. So it was like all that stuff was kind of bubbling up. And while there was some really seriously grim stuff happening in the world, and I was having a hard time trying to connect those two things in my head and <laughs> somebody gave me a copy of the lord of the rings i had never read it before and i read the prologue where they were talking about how the hobbits had evolved the different species of hobbits and how some of the hobbits lived by the river and then there's some who lived in trees and stuff and <laughs> like at the time when i was like really getting sucked in the news i was like wait a minute this is all made up this is all bullshit <laughs> right? and and, and I had grown up on sci-fi and fantasy and everything. And so it just kind of like twisted just how I thought about my own work. And so I kind of started this quote unquote mystery into tiny town series as a way to satirize my own kind of sheltered upbringing, I guess, of like the escape into fantasy and ignoring things. And so I like made up kind of like a, as a joke, sort of made up like a fantasy land and went, what if the bleep warps fought against the Gloobadoos? <laughs> and and I, and I kind of like made this as a satirical joke. But then the more that I got into it and got more invested in sort of the, the world building aspects of it, it did turn into this uh, larger thing for me. And it like kind of caught on 
sort of locally and I got some international shows out of it. And then that evolution thing, I think all this talk about like global authoritarianism and white nationalism sort of exploding out of, you know, what was happening in Syria and like all these other political things. My work around that time, what I thought were like authoritarian undercurrents in our society was like really ever present suddenly like with police brutality videos just everywhere, like all this stuff. And so I thought maybe like these innocent little children's book illustration type figures were just spontaneously evolving. And so like their skin was falling off and like these kind of aquatic looking tumors and things were sort of bursting out of them. And so I kind of like made these big abstract kind of still life looking paintings and I treated them as kind of like, like I said, like the older botanical illustrations of like early explorers, like, like colonial explorers going to another land, seeing a flower for the, of this country for the first time, and then trying to paint it and it doesn't look quite right. That's sort of what I was doing with this explosive kind of mutation project. So yeah, I think like the melting skin figure for the tool poster was definitely an offshoot of that. How long did it take you to make like, how, how long does it oh. take you to paint that? I let myself take my time with it. I would say working on it here and there periodically over a month. Uh, but it, but I think maybe in total, in total amount of hours, I wish I had recorded it a couple weeks, maybe actual sitting down and work time. I really would, you don't have to say this, but I really would like to know like what it, yeah. it's like to get a, you know, direct message from Adam Jones again, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm not saying you're not a fan. I'm obviously doing a podcast. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know what no, I'm saying? I, so uh, right. uh, the the gravity of that to me, I'm just like, I'd be floored. But uh, oh. beyond that, how much, t- you know, he, he messaged you at one point and he, and he said, the deadline is this. How long was that period? You obviously had to think about, I guess what I'm getting to. What I, I really, to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting to is like, I'd really like to know the emotions of before you made it and what you were thinking about and how you, you're like, all right, this is how I'm going to attack this. What you were thinking about oh. during it while you were doing it and maybe how that had changed from, you know, obviously when you were getting ready to do it and then what you felt after it was done. Oh, huh, interesting. I think... Of course, there was the real anxiety and pressure of like wanting to do something well, particularly on that level. You definitely you don't want to disappoint Adam Jones, <laughs> you know, and you don't want to make a fool out of yourself. I think I when I made it, I didn't want to overthink it. I think, um, yeah, I think maybe one of the reasons that I that I said that it took about a month was that there was a lot of doodling and thinking and brainstorming and self-editing and kind of pulling my hair out about what to do. And that eventually, I think at some point, I just went, Adam knows my work and he at least trusts my work enough to invite me to do this thing. So I should, I'm not at all that I just, you know, stick to what I normally do. Because I really think that I uh, tried a lot of new things and a lot of new techniques in this that I hadn't done before. And so I just, I kind of like forced myself to enjoy working on it and to just kind of relax and just make what I'm going to make and feel what I'm going to feel about it, treat it like a job, and then be done with it, and then send it over. Don't take it too seriously, and don't overthink things. There have been so many times in my life, and just my own work, when I would 
you know, really focus on every single step and overthink everything and be way too critical of myself. And then that just invariably, that just makes me wind up painting over the whole thing when I'm two thirds of the way done, you know, like it just has to be spontaneous and it has to be kind of intuitive. So I really, I think after maybe the second week of futzing with it, I was just like, I'm just going to start this and do it. And then I don't even remember making it necessarily that that also happens every once in a while i think to a lot of artists where you're just kind of in a zone and your brain goes somewhere else and then all of a sudden you're looking at a finished painting you have this finished painting you know that you like you said you're in the zone you're you're getting it done it's it's coming from the ether right Um, Uh right yeah it's just flowing through you and then all of a sudden there's this definite tool painting you're like it's here. It's done. Then what do you feel? Then what do I feel? I, I think... Um, About the painting specifically, maybe not the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's always kind of a frustrating part because I never know when I'm going to be finished. I, it's like that old saying, you know, hard work's never done. It's just, you just stop working on it or however that works. There, there comes a certain point where if I keep working on it, then that I know that I'll fuck it up somehow, or I know that I will make a mistake that would cause way more effort to try to fix. So after a certain point, there's something intrinsic in people who do this stuff where they're like, I'm choosing to be done with this now. That's a tool poster. And that, and looking at it and then talking to you right now, I'm like, I get, I bet this guy just like made it and was like, that's badass. I'm cool. This is the poster. <laughs> I'm a fucking badass. And of course it's awesome. You know, I mean, you just, you come up with your uh-huh. own, I mean, you see this piece of art and it's, and it's wicked and it's cool. And, and a lot of people like it. And you're like, ah, oh, the person that made that must be, must be a badass. And I'm not saying you're not a badass, but I think it's a little bit refreshing to hear that like everybody has their struggle with whatever it is they're doing at that moment right now oh oh <laughs> that's a that's a whole other podcast man i'm i'm telling you I, like yeah doing the art thing is creative and it's good and it feels rewarding but it is also work and i've got to depend on i depend on it to pay bills and stuff i think about that and i work with that in mind i'm just gonna say this right now i think you're a badass <laughs> i think you're a badass painter <laughs> Um, I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. You're, you're hearing it from me, and I guarantee you, there's ten thousand other people that think you're, or ten thousand oh, other people man, that think you're a badass painter. <laughs> well, thank you so much. That that really does mean a lot. Thank you. Well, one of the comments that I saw when you asked your question on Facebook, yeah, in one of the comments, somebody said, "This one isn't my favorite." <laughs> no, there, for there's sure. Something, there's, there's definitely those out I, there. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that so much. I'm like, hey, man, more. Hey, it's not one of my favorites either. <laughs> I've I've seen some really amazing stuff on these tour posters. Yeah. Uh, Do you know about so, like the resale <laughs> and all that madness? that i have stayed away from I, i'm just focusing on however people do the resale thing that's their that's their yeah. i, no, I feel mean, like I, I i feel like i don't even want to know fair enough we won't get into it it's wild i will tell <laughs> i will tell you that yeah I, um yeah i would think so to do that um for so many other artists around the country like to use their platform in that way is uh, a really big deal yeah i mean it it's got a it's got to help. I mean, there's definitely some people I looked up where I'm like, I, I can't even find anything about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just got like a couple of cool little things up and one of them happens to be one right. of the tool posters. Uh, oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're really helping 
some artists like really survive. That's incredible. I, I guess I didn't understand the gravity on that side either. Because yeah, you're yeah, you're, you can definitely charge whatever you want to charge for, you know, a remark and to sell your prints. And I know one artist sold his for like 150 bucks and that was it. I know. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you want to be like, ah, come on. Like even the fans were like, bro, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like we even know you shouldn't yeah, have done that. I, like the signed <laughs> prints at the show or double that. That That's why, yeah, that's why I, when you asked me about the, um, the resale, if I wanted to know more about that, I was like, nope, I, I want to be as grateful as I can to like the other, you know, like those collectors who like introduced me and like said, this is more than $50. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. want to be grateful so do you do any collecting of your own do you like have other artists that you're into as well uh i would um i would love to and that's something that i really want to do eventually like i said i open my space up for open studio things Uh, my walls are just filled with my own unsold stuff and i kind of gear the place to um, having those open studios one of these days you know i really do want to start kind of paying other artists forward for the, you know, for how generous they've been. And there are a lot of artists that, yeah, I would love to have collections of. If you're listening to this podcast, go buy that art off of Alex Kuno's wall. Uh, Right? (laughs) I know. It's again, if you're, if you're listening to this, it's, and you know, this poster and you, you know, you're interested in the evolution of his work. It's nuts and it's cool and it's interesting. And there's these backstories and, Evolu- like you said, evolution of characters and get out there and buy it. And, oh. th- and that's not me ending the podcast. That's just me st- <laughs> stating it in the middle right now. Go buy out Schooner's stuff. I mean, come on. All right. Thank- yeah, thank you so much. Now you can end the podcast. No, no. I'm still, I still got more questions. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. A couple of questions on, on the, the back end of the process. Do you get free tickets to any of the shows? No. What? I know. No. No free tickets. I feel. I feel like if they had your poster, you should be able to at least get tickets to that show. That's the, at the very least. At the very least, <laughs> one of the great poster artists, Tiny Algae on Instagram. I know that she like visited them backstage, or at least visited Adam backstage. I saw one of her Instagram posts about that, but uh, yeah, that did not uh, did not happen to me. Boo. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Um, do you uh, do you travel to see their shows? Do you, so are, yeah. are you one of those? <laughs> one of those. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm a halfway one of those, and it, and it's very interesting to me how happenstance or serendipitous my involvement in all this is now because I yeah. tra- I travel for work, so I was in San Diego mm-hmm. for work. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the San Diego show. And I went and that's where I met, you know, people that were into the posters and the artists and they turned it on. Yeah. Me. And then a couple of days later, I'm in Vegas and, you know, have a great time and, and get into the mm-hmm. trading community. And then I, I was hooked. And then about a month later, I'm like, I got four or five days off. I'm going to fly to New Orleans. I've never been to New wow. Orleans. So I flew. Wow. I got on a plane that night, flew to Lawrence. Next day, I saw the show. Oh my god! Walked around the French district, had a great time oh, by myself, awesome. and flew back. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. And then uh, about a month after that, I'm like, I really want to go to the last three shows, and I had already been tinkering yeah. with the podcast idea, and and I hadn't yeah. taken a vacation in like three years, so I'm like, you know what? Mm. I'm going to go to the Midwest and see Tool's last three shows. I'm going to record talking to people the whole time. 
Um, wow, get man. some prints, and I'm going to start this podcast. I met a lot of people, a, a lot of really good people, yeah. and I also got really into the community, meaning like all the cast of characters. The, the people are there for the yeah. art and the music. The people are there to make money. The people are there to trade. You know, people mm-hmm. that go to shows 40 hours in advance. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the elite collectors. You know, I met a lot of them. Just talk to him. Wow. Now, now I'm here. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to be in a position where you are able to do that. That is terrific. Um, yeah, it, 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 I'm, I'm not a wealthy man, so it definitely took some credit card stuff, and uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be paying it back. <laughs> yeah, right. You said you did dabble in tool. Is there a favorite tool song you have? Um, you know, uh, yeah, I get asked that all the time. I, I think sober, I hear all the time. I do still actively single out that one. And I know that that's probably like the hackiest answer. It's not. But um, um, people on this page, they like every song. They know every song. They love every song. Uh, me personally, I know the whole catalog. And there isn't a song, in my opinion, that you can say, that's my favorite song that is hacky. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really work like that with this band. <laughs> well that well that that's good to know i have good memories and associations of that song from back in the 90s it made it it's made it's mark it's a good song and that's a great answer um kind of like around the time that you said you got into tool like in the 90s sure that's when that's when i heard them a lot and i you know saw their videos on like mtv and stuff but around that time, I was way too into like more abstract industrial noise like things, what? where the throbbing gristle and I'm skirts of the Neubau and Skinny Puppy. I love Skinny Puppy. Oh well, yeah, right. And um, particularly around that time, like the last rites to Dark Park thing, I, I was just telling a friend of mine um, the other day that I, I still listen to those two albums, like maybe once a year. Well, listen to them all the way through, and then just immediately get transported and then kind of disappeared but that's the thing is like they didn't use guitars they just made up their own sounds and you know manipulated sound effects and stuff like that i love that a lot the idea of guitar based bands was just not on my radar at all <laughs> but uh w- but every time that tool would be on the music or would be on radio uh i would just kind of like stop everything and just sort of listen to that so i've always like really respected them and really liked them it- i i want to talk about remarks because in my opinion, remarks are kind of like remixes of songs. You you kind of get a second, yeah. not a second chance, but you get to reinterpret it. Yeah, know? recontextualize it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, obviously people are like, hey, I want this. Maybe some you mm-hmm. don't have to do that. I'm, I'm just curious if your feelings about the painting change. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I would just kind of do sort of freeform uh, random ones. But I think the more that I've done them, the more certain like images and patterns kind of come up. But there are people who would request a specific kind of image or a specific kind of theme. And, you know, for years and years and years, I've done a lot of commissions for all sorts of different people. So I've been really used to doing that and talking with customers and trying to get an idea of what they want. But then there have been a, some, uh, there have been some in this last drop that I did. Some of the remarks were just like really personal and fascinating and really interesting to hear these customers kind of like, yeah, tell like these really personal, intimate stories about a certain event that happened to them or uh, something where they want like a particular 
uh, image to reflect like a family member or something like that somehow. And so like using the tool poster to communicate, you know, the love for a family member has been like really kind of uh, interesting and fun, but yeah, really, uh, really interesting. It definitely is because we we obviously had, you know, some correspondence before actual call. This is the first time we've talked voice to voice. You know, I I'm going to get a remark from you, which no, I'm going to pay, right, yeah. which I'm going to pay for, audience. Uh, I'm not getting it for free. I'm paying for it. But I I thought about this question earlier about maybe, and and maybe this is just fantasy for me, and it maybe it applies to what you were talking about. But I have this image in my brain that you're like, okay, this is what I might do for this guy. And then I was mm-hmm. curious if maybe our our you know conversation now may have changed what you may or may not do. Cause I'm not going to tell you to do any, you know, I, I kind of yeah. want whatever this is to maybe inspire what you do as a remark. Um, oh, oh, Hey, yeah. Uh, and I, I, I would, I, I, sure. Yeah. And I'd be curious to, you know, I'm more interested in that. Great. Well, yeah, yeah. I'd be more than happy to do that. Cool. I'd, I'd love to. Then you kind of pull out little elements of emotions that you felt about the experience. And then uh, I kind of go through my little image bank in my brain, <laughs> you know, like a little reference bank and apply those to the emotions. And then eventually over uh, time and kind of sketching things out beforehand sometimes, or I'll just doodle on the poster as it comes and then the image sort of shows. But yeah, I would love to talk to you more about that. Yeah. yeah. The, the only requirement I have is as long as there's a spiral somewhere in there, because this is spiral out podcast. That's a, that's all I'm. Oh yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> well, there you go. That, um, that's, a, that's a good start. Absolutely. I, this, I felt like this went too quickly. I feel like we could have oh. gone on <laughs> for a long time. Oh yeah. You have a whole universe of art. Uh-huh. And yeah. again, I think we could spend more you know time doing that, but we, we only, we only get like an hour <laughs> before I think That's we, right. <laughs> before I think people go. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? When uh, when Tool goes on tour next time, and I'm gonna buy you a ticket. Poster, you'll have me. Yes, please do. <laughs> I I will do that for Tool. I will pay that debt for them. The next time Tool plays, <laughs> you're in Minneapolis, right? That's right. Yeah, we're going to Tool together in Minneapolis. All right, that's okay. or the the closest, and I'm I'm not kidding. The closest uh, vicinity <laughs> we have to there. I would love that, man, and I'd love to meet all the collectors too. I'm I'm sure there are, are a bunch that would love to meet you as well. And you say that, yeah. but if they know you're at the show, they're gonna show up with their prints, <laughs> and they're gonna go, "Hey, can you okay, sign this?" Duly duly noted. <laughs> then I will carry that information with me and. Keep that in mind to figure out a way to turn people down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> carry a, a nice pen is what I would say. <laughs> Learn how to do your signature in one swoop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Or have have your Venmo ready. I'll sign it. It'll be it'll be sixteen dollars, please. Uh, <laughs> again, thank you so much for taking a chance oh, on a podcast you. that didn't exist when I asked you. And then it did. That that is really uh, crazy. Congratulations! And I would love to have you on again. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see where you're going to take this. It's very cool. So again, thank you, Alex Kuno. This was uh, an amazing interview. Where where can people find your stuff? Oh well, uh, thanks again for having me. Um, 
I'm going to be building a new uh, website here soon. So at the at the moment, you can see like a lot of my in progress stuff and my finished uh, paintings and little doodles and experiments on my Instagram page. Uh, Instagram Alex Cuno, one word, and I've got a lot of uh, stuff in my Etsy shop. Etsy slash shop slash Alex Cuno artwork. I'll put the links in the description of the episode so go support an artist that everybody likes <laughs> so support <laughs> support alex kuno support the podcast uh and again support me. yeah support him please <laughs> again thank you so much yeah thank you thanks so much for having me. yeah how great was alex kuno that interview was insane he is such a talented artist I know we didn't really touch on this a bunch in the episode, but his remarks are bananas. They're just crazy. He's going above and beyond and doing some really amazing, intricate, uh, interactive things with his San Antonio poster. If they're still available, you'd be lucky to get one. So go get one and go buy his other art as well. At Alex Kuno on Facebook and Instagram. Go to his Etsy page, Etsy slash shop slash Alex Kuno. Give it up for that guy. I I am forever grateful for him coming on the show. He's now one of my favorite people. Can't say enough great things about that guy. That guy's doing awesome things and is going places for sure. So as promised, I thought it'd be interesting to maybe do some quick news-related things that apply to the podcast and Tulaverse. So Alex Gray posters have been dropping at a pretty reasonable price. Uh, get those at the Cosm shop. Cosm? I don't know. Anyways, they're awesome. I got myself in Oakland. Other artists are doing their drops too. Uh, Adrian Cox posted about his. Just make sure if you're trying to get one of those artist drops or remarks, you, you go look them up. Uh, they're all doing amazing things. So all you got to do is Look on the poster. Their names are there. Look them up online, Instagram, Facebook, websites. If you want a remark or you want an artist signed print, it's not it's not that hard to find. Nine Inch Nails is coming up. Pucifer's coming up. Deftones are coming up this month. I'm really excited for that. Uh, reach out to me if you're going to Deftones in Vegas. I'll be there. Let's chit-chat. I'll probably be doing an episode on it. So again, thank you everybody for listening. Episode three, we've been getting a lot of love. Um, I, I wanted to do a couple of special shout outs to people that have really been supporting the podcast and even going as far as to helping out. First and foremost, thank you, Brian Paulson. This episode, he did a lot of research on Alex Kuno. He did some deep dives, sent me a lot of stuff. I, I can't be more grateful. Joe Smith, you've been very helpful on the podcast lately. Thank you, new friend. And a special thanks to Rob Whitlock. He sent me a beautiful, uh, great message about how much he liked the podcast. A lot of people have been sending me messages here and there, but but Rob really took it beyond. And so thank you. And thanks for everybody that has been listening. Keep listening. Follow us on Instagram at Spiral Out Pod. Follow us on Facebook at Spiral Out Pod. Go to our website, spiraloutpodcast.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Spiral out.